All right. We are back with our second half and a huge shout out to our second set of sponsors, which is Five Marketing for all of your website needs. He's absolutely amazing. And that's Mike. And then keep it Sarah simple for all of your dietary needs. We talk a lot about getting better with what you eat and how you eat. And she is definitely your go to for any and all of those needs. All right. Let's dive back in. Oh, yes. So we were talking about um, the turn or the. The afternoon. Yes, it's at 1 p.m., correct? Yeah, 1 p.m. So what's happening right now is uh, it's called a two-person scramble, which means you and I are a team. We both throw our desk. Um, Mine goes in the tree. Yours looks really good. We we go to yours. (laughs) Probably opposite, (laughs) but you're kind. Thank you. (laughs) So they play that. They're going to play that for about the next three hours because they're circling around the course right Right. now. I know. I could see them out there. They're moving their holes. They're they're pretty stinking good. Oh, some of these guys, if you're still here at the lunchtime, if you don't have to leave, we're going to have a long drive competition. Okay. So we're going to go down in the driving range and see how far these guys can throw it. Yes. The, the last time we did, the longest throw was 460 feet. Wow. Which is a football field and a half. That's so, so far. And it's really fun because it just starts gliding. It just keeps gliding. <laughs> gliding. Um, so you've seen a few of these guys. Throw yes. Those yes. They are talented. So you guys can join at 1 p.m. It's it's not for a team. It's just for yourself and your own score. Um, you don't have to register online. Just come on down and just you can register here. Yep. And so it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And right now we, uh, we, we have... Noah with cool disc. We got his, and then we've got the kicking cancer tail. But we've also got T-Mobile's here. Yep. And and uh, we just love the fact that T-Mobile's partnering up with us because their tent is kind of bright pink too. It is kind and of so bright it pink too. Fits perfect for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Ricky's actually on our board, but she has DoTerra oils. And if you haven't had a chance to talk to her about essential oils, there's a lot of stuff you can do to help with all kinds of stuff, cramping and breathing issues and and using oils as opposed to medication. So I uh, love essential oils. I use them. (laughs) They're my new best friend. (laughs) With, uh, so I do bath salts. Like I'll make a blend of like different bath salts. And then I put the essential oils, the whatever I want, like last night, I did a lavender one, a lavender soak with pink Himalayan salt and Epsom salt and lavender essential oils to help me sleep yep and i just learned that lavender helps you sleep it does yes so that's a wonderful way to go yep so we've got these vendors out here and of course right now we're sitting at the kslm booth so there's actually five tables out here yes but this afternoon's is your score so sh- show up sign up go play uh, we're going to do the exact same course again and it's supposed to be like 87 degrees afternoon. okay and where are we exactly so we're at the we're at the golf club of oregon okay. which is in albany um, as you cross the bridge from downtown headed to Corvallis, it's the first rise called Spring Hill Road. And when you head up, you'll see that golf course. You're not going to miss our big pink banner, but right. it's called Doug Golf Course of Oregon. And it's about like 25, 20, 25 minutes from Salem, so not far at all. Not far at all, no. Quick, easy drive. But these disc golfers, they are way, way more dedicated than I ever thought. There's a team here from Olympia, Washington. <laughs> no way. There's a team here from Grants Pass. Wow. <laughs> right? Like, they come a long ways to throw a Frisbee. Well, I better not so get on that course then and mess it. Don't, don't, call it a, don't call it a Frisbee. They'll get mad at you. They start a Frisbee. Nope. It's Did not. I call it's it a Frisbee? A disc. It's a disc. Did don't, I? Have no, I, I, I called it a Frisbee. I think I maybe have, too. <laughs> 
they get a little. It's offended. a thick frisbee. It's a thick frisbee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're just having a ton of fun here. We are. So normally, Baron and I, we broadcast from the studio, and so this is actually a lot of fun being able to broadcast live at this event. And actually, you guys, you and Brenda recorded with Terry, which goes it? on after this show. Yeah. So you guys did your show with Terry last. Was it last week? You guys recorded that when she was here. We recorded yeah. It. And so that'll air uh, right after us, actually. Yeah. So that comes on at 10 a.m. So make sure to keep tuned in and listen to that show as well. Yeah. So while we were gone on the break, we went back to this ARP found a couple yes. more things to just kind of hit you with. Uh, again, this this article is titled uh, "The War on Cancer Turns 50." And for the listeners that haven't heard me talk about this before, <clears throat> President Nixon started the National Cancer Institute in 1971. Okay. Because that year. We hit 600,000 new cases in the United States. Wow. So from our little chart, because I showed this earlier, here's a little bitty 600,000. Okay. 1.8 million wow. in 2020. Holy smokes. So we've tripled the number of new cases. Ooh, that gave me the eebie-jeebies. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And what's not on this is 2021's numbers are out now. Okay. We passed 2 million. Did we? Wow. But but what is scary about that number is that means in nineteen in 2020, 1.8 million new cases. And in 2021, 2 million. So in those two years alone, that's 3.8 million. Americans. I was going to say, it's, it's that's new cases. New cases. It's not continuing cases. It's not old cases. That is new, new cases. cases. So I the farthest back I could find data was 2000, uh, 2007. Okay. So over that 14-year, 15-year period of time, mm -hmm. almost 30 million Americans have gotten cancer. Wow. Collectively. Wow. But these are new cases. So are we winning this war on cancer? No. No. no we're not, not at all. We're not. I have like goosebumps and I can't. That That's an yeah. alarming number. Yeah. And since Robin is the president of our board of directors, um, we wanted to make a mission statement. Okay. So when you go to our website, kicking-cancer.org, uh, right below that picture is our mission statement. And our mission statement is to see a 50% reduction yeah. in new cases of cancer okay that would be one million less americans that got cancer yeah now we're not gonna put a time frame on that because it's gonna take a while to get there right you know i mean i pray that i'm alive what i started i'm alive to actually see it happen I but so. but but if we could go from two million to 1.7 to 1.6 to 1.5 but we're not we're going the other direction every year's more yeah so we started this organization to reduce new cases of cancer okay just bring self-awareness and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I found in here was going back to that gentleman that his little quote. Yes. So I want to read a quote again. Um, so his name is Nicholas, and I'm just going to say P for the last name because it's Greek <laughs> and I'll slaughter it. Um, but he's the professor of oncology at the John Hopkins University of School of Medicine. And it is a direct quote. He says, the best way to decrease cancer's lethality is not by not getting it at all. Yes. So a little farther down here, he, he says, someday it may be part of your annual wellness checkup with your primary care physician to check blood markers to see if you might possibly get cancer. Right. And that's part of what he's doing is, is he's creating these blood markers that you can check and see if you have the markers to get cancer. Mm -hmm. But he wants to make that part of your annual checkup is... Do I have the markers to get cancer? Okay. And if I have those markers, 
then what can I do now to not get it? So for annual markers, if he wants you to do it so annually, so every year, are they something that you are born with or is it something you can develop? I don't, I'm not a doctor. above your pay grade? above my pay grade. (laughs) There is genetic involved in some cancers. Right. um, And there's environmental and there's just you personally not doing what you need to do for yourself. So him saying annually, it made me think that it was maybe something that you can develop those markers or is I, I, I think the way I interpret it is, and we talked about this with Brenda, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a certain percentage of people that are a genetic disposition to certain cancers, right? Small percentage of you genetically can get that cancer. Five, right? Yeah. Five. Then there's things in our environment that we can't control, right? You know, none of us could control Chernobyl blowing up, yeah. but now all that radiation is in the air. We have no control over that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what I kick a cancer, I want to tell you what you can control, right? You can control what you eat. You can control your exercise. You can control getting more rest. We want to tell you what you can control. But if you're not controlling it, annually you're going in for this little blood test, and they go, hey, there's some markers there that say you might get lung cancer. Okay. So knowing that those markers are there, then you can go, oh, maybe I should make some changes so I don't get it. Yeah. And what he's recommending is that it actually becomes part of your annual checkup. I would like that because then it's like, oh, you're more aware. The And the more you know, the more you can do. My, like I always go back to knowledge is power. Right. Yes. Knowledge is power through and through. You can apply that to so many different things like this, for example. If you know that you have markers, you can even be more proactive in making sure that they don't, what would be the word, that they don't act on it <laughs> the the markers uh become active is right. that how you would say it yeah well i do know for a fact and in fact we've started to work with the uh, knight institute in portland mm-hmm. so phil knight's taken some of his money he's created this this institute at ohsu and we're applying for some grants from that institute okay but that institute is actually um developing the marker system here in oregon Okay, that was my next question is how how do you go about getting a marker test? Yeah, so it I don't think it's prevalent yet. Okay. But I believe that the Knight Institute is working alongside OSU to make it more prevalent. Good. And so then you could go in during your annual checkup mm-hmm. and get a blood test and it would tell you um, your blood is indicating that you are you have the markers for blah 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 blah. Okay. Right. Yep. Um, but again, knowledge is power and if you knew that all of a sudden you know, the markers were saying that you've got a pretty good chance of getting uterine cancer. You're going, oh, I better make some changes right now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, so my exciting story to tell you. Okay. Is sitting next to me. All right. Has, has become a really good friend. But it was uh, a little over three years ago. Um, we did a walk in Corvallis, one of our awareness walks. Mm-hmm. And I was working alongside a good friend of hers to put that walk together. Okay. So we get there. There was... 60 or 70 people that did that walk. At the end of the walk, uh, we had a little break, and then we were going to do one of our seminars afterwards. And so during that break, Robin and Cheryl came over, and Cheryl introduced me to Robin. And bless Robin, she sat and listened to me talk for like an hour. (laughs) I mean, and she's probably in her head going, well, this guy ever shut up? No, no. (laughs) No, he won't. But that's how I met Robin. And I didn't know anything more about Robin, but I want I want Robin to tell you her breast cancer story, okay. which led to an amazing thing that she's pulling together. Absolutely. 
So, so I'm five years cancer-free. Woohoo! That's yes. a huge milestone. It is. It is. And um, I was a single mother. Um, I went in for my annual mammogram, and this isn't supposed to how this is happening, but the radiologist comes running in and says, you have cancer. Well, I mean, it's kind of bold. Yeah. Now I'm I'm kind of a very tough person, and I don't take I don't get emotional over things. Okay. And so I said, okay, send the results to my doctor so I can talk this out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to my doctor, and she said, yeah, it's it's doesn't look like it's a huge okay amount. Um, but we need to go in for a biopsy. So I actually got to pick out my doctors because I know a lot of the doctors at the Cancer Institute. Okay. And so I picked out my oncologist and my surgeon and two beautiful women, just awesome women. And so they went in and they did the biopsies and yeah, I had ductal. I had a very low stage. What's ductal? Um, it's in the ducts okay. of your, of your breast. Okay. Um, so they said, you know, this is this is easy. This one's easy. Okay. So I said, okay, well, what does easy mean? Right, right. Yeah, so good question. <laughs> easy was a lumpectomy, so I had to go through surgery and radiation, but I didn't have to go through chemo. Okay. But in the meantime, in between that message and, and when I discovered I had cancer, um, I had to tell my kids. Yes. So my daughter was... Um, headed to veterinary medicine school and we are from a medical background family and so she she handled that pretty well I believe right however my son who is the most amazing person in the world and he is on the autism spectrum but very high 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 functioning like he's holding down two jobs right now oh wow he had something about my hair and he didn't like my hair to change. Well, I didn't know if I was going to go through chemo. Right. So I did tell him, and my daughter and I sat him down, and I could, I can read him pretty well, and he'll say this didn't happen, but I could see he was getting a little upset. And I said, but I have something. If I have to go through chemo, you know, I'm going to lose my hair. Mm-hmm. But I'll make a deal with you. If I have to go through chemo, you can pick out my wig. Oh, yep. And um, and I think that helped him a lot. Yeah. At that point in time, and um, and we three, you know, I didn't even tell my mother I oh. had cancer. I was pretty stoic. I I didn't know about creating a team, mm-hmm. but I did tell my best friend Cheryl, and she walked this whole journey with me. How come you didn't tell your mom, if you don't mind me asking? Well. My mom is now 84 years old, so she was just turning in her 80s, so and she worries out. about her kids. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. And I didn't want to worry her, so but I did tell my sister, uh, eventually with Cheryl's help, and then we created a team of people to help me on the farm right after my surgeries, and um, radiation. People don't realize what radiation does and takes out of you. It's almost like chemo. You just don't lose your hair. Okay. Um, and it took me a good year to get my brain back. Really? Oh, yeah. It's something, it's called like mushy brain, where you go through and it's like, am I going through Alzheimer's? Am I losing my memory? Uh, right. I mean, it's pretty bad. I couldn't even remember to spell sometimes. Okay. And wow. driving wow. at night. No, a no-go? No-go. So <laughs> Cheryl and I, you know, she did all the driving at night for me. She was there after surgeries. And, you know, and I, I crack up my doctors. I, I've got a good sense of humor. 
And so I made sure our doctors were laughing. And when I actually graduated from radiation, I I had a I had a party with the radiation group. I mean, they were they were awesome, <laughs> awesome. Good. And um, but during this time, you know, I I was belonging to some groups, you know, support groups and stuff. I mean, right. I really started getting involved. And what I noticed, and even with my son, was and my daughter too, is as stoic as she is. Um, there was nobody to support them but me. Right. Yeah. And I was hearing other kids having issues. And then I started doing the research and the studies show that these kids, there's a huge amount of drug, alcohol, and suicides among the children in the families that someone else has the cancer. I believe it. Yeah, they step back because they want the sick person to take, get right. the attention, right? Mm-hmm. But they're very, they're at an age they need attention. So I created the Pathways program from that. Okay. To come in and support these kids, to have the volunteers one-to-one, help them with math homework if they need it, go have an ice cream if that's available, and then every three months, get these kids together so they know they're not alone. Yeah. And that they have other friends and they can network with each other. That's really cool. You don't... That's amazing. Yeah. And the few kids that I have worked with, I mean, they're just, they're awesome. That can make just a huge difference because, yeah, that can be difficult. I could only imagine kids probably hide a lot of their emotion, tuck it, stuff it deep down inside because they don't want it to focus on them. Like your kids, for example, they don't want to probably pull away from what you're going through. Right. So they probably hide and mask what they're going through. And so... And That's I never, really cool. yeah. And I never have. I, you know what? I'm going to do that tomorrow when I see my son. Um, <laughs> what he actually was thinking while I went through this. So yeah. I know he's listening to this right now. <laughs> so be aware. Hi, Brian. But, yeah, Hi, I'm, going, I'm going to go ahead and ask you this tomorrow. But I want to know what he was actually thinking, actually feeling as I was progressing through. Yes, I'm pretty stoic. I don't show a lot of emotion mm-hmm. at that point in time, but. Um, yeah, I want to know what he that was. Would, yeah, that would be interesting to know. Just, yeah, yeah, what what were your thoughts? What were your feelings? So in getting ready for this show, um, and I'm going to remind the listeners, go to any of podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Audible. Whatever podcast service you use, go there and, and listen to some of our older episodes. But I went back and listened to the one we did with Bill Brown. Okay. And Bill, and this is a direct quote from Bill, because, again, Michael was four mm-hmm. when he started going through through his cancer journey. But he had a brother and a sister that were younger than him. Yes. And Bill said that the younger brother and sister did not get much of a childhood and their needs were not getting met. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like Bill and his wife didn't care about those kids anymore, but they had to focus on Michael. Michael's got brain cancer, right? Yeah. He and needs so, all of the attention at the that attention. moment. And so Bill said that the younger brother and sister would get sent off to the aunts and the uncles or the grandmas and the grandpas. Well, as I was listening to Bill, in my head, I was thinking, Man, if Robin and her program could have been there 30 years ago. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we were there 30 years ago, Robin. <laughs> right. What would what would Pathways do for Michael's little brother and sister? So we would be partnering them up with a volunteer that, you know, they would be comfortable with, that they could talk to, whether, you know, they go out for an ice cream and they just the bonding experience and the volunteer helping them to create their life 
outside of the cancer. Yes. That they are important in mm-hmm. this world and they have a life and they get to create it yeah. no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. So that's what we work with the kids that, what do you want? Where, let's take a look at this. How do we want to do it? And make them start dreaming Yeah, and reaching goals. I love that. Yeah. One, of, one of the... Um, Real successes that we managed to, I think we managed to do before COVID hit. Yet I met Robin in the summer of 2019. And so we began talking through how do we take your idea? How do we bring it into kicking cancer? How do we get a program? All those dynamics. But the reason that she was there was a friend named Rachel. Rachel. And Rachel had bone cancer. Okay. When we talked, we did. Yep. And so Rachel at that point had teenage kids. And one of those teenage kids was was in high school and doing well with grades until the news hit that mom had cancer and the grades began to slip, which, you know, stands to reason you're, you're, you're an A student, but now you're distracted. You're scared. Mom's going to die. Yeah. And, and so we were able to help that child. We were able to help with homework. Okay. And so whether the kids are little or whether they're older, we can come in and help them with the situation not distract them, but take their mind off from the severity. Right. Um, and Robin's got some really cool things planned for next year. Then on a quarterly basis, we're going to go to like Bullwinkles. Bullwinkles. We're going to go for a hike. We're going to go play mini golf. Oh, how fun. And you know what? I would love to set up something like this for the kids to go and practice and, and get involved in disc golf. Get out there outside. Be in an activity. Try something new, something yeah. different, yeah, and just be around other kids. So, and then they also get to be around other kids that are going through similar situations, similar too. situations. So then they also don't feel alone, like not just with an adult being there, a volunteer being there, but other kids. Like, hey, I'm you're like me, right? And switch phone numbers. Yeah. Let them talk to each be other. Be a support system, be, right? Let them learn to support each other. Network. Oh. I love that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the listeners right now we need volunteers. Yes. We need volunteers. Okay. Right? Yeah. So just just email Amanda, email me, whatever. We'll get that information over to Robin. But you know, no matter how great this idea is, if it's just Robin and I and a couple of our board, we can't pull this off. We need volunteers to come in with us. Yeah. Um, Robin and I are actually because it's breast cancer, we're going up to the breast friends open house at the end of the month. It's a great support group in Portland, a nonprofit that supports women who have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what those women probably have? Children. Kids. Mm-hmm. So we're going to sit at a table together to talk about kicking cancer and go, if you have kids and you need support, we're here for you. Right. Well, finding the kids isn't going to be the problem. Finding the volunteers is the bigger challenge. Absolutely. So right. if you're listening and you want to help, Robin set up a great program that's ready to roll out. Do you guys have a website? Um, if you go, if you go to our website, right. So if you go to kicking-heads.org, hit support, and one of the options under support is pathways. Okay. So it's a page inside of our web page. Our website. Okay, perfect. And okay. when you get there, you'll see Robin's picture. There's a there's a spot to fill an application out. So there's a there's a web page inside of our web page. Okay, awesome. And for those listeners, if you guys can't figure it out or need help navigating that, uh, don't hesitate to email me at amanda at kslm.news or go ahead and just give me a call and I can walk you through it at 503-316-1220. I'm not in the office right now, but leave <laughs> a voicemail or call me on Monday and I will return those calls because I think this is important. And yeah, volunteers yes. are always needed for things like this. Absolutely. Yeah. And before we're out of time, my last plug, all you gentlemen that are listening, 
Real men wear pink. Real men wear pink. So wear your pink this month. Yes, I'm gonna make my. I got pink wear. socks on. I know. I thought, well, look, I got my pink coffee mug too. Yes. I have my Gick and Cancer coffee mug. Yes, pink. <laughs> yeah. I love that we're all out here supporting and sponsoring stuff like this. It's really amazing. Um, and so again, you guys, there is another tournament going. Not tournament, but like a you against your own score, right? Yeah. It's not. It's. A, it is a tournament because there will be a winner. Oh, but basically, okay. it's. It's going to be the exact same course that we're playing now, but as opposed to a team winner, because we're going to get first place and second place out, um, it's just going to be an individual. Mm-hmm. A lot of the ones that are coming this afternoon, they're part of a disc circuit of players, and they're playing for points. I right. mean, these guys are way serious. Yeah. Way serious. <laughs> they're playing for points in some national okay. thing, right? And then can people come and do the long drive as well? Or yeah. can they, Or if you guys, can they? people just come and watch? Just come and watch. I mean, again, it's an absolutely beautiful game. I don't know what the temperature is right now, but it's comfortable right now. It is. Well, I don't feel like that's right because it feels warmer than that. It says it's 57, but... It feels warmer than that. It does, doesn't it? Let me find it really quickly. 66. Yeah. But 72. 72 now. <laughs> and, 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 it, and the forecast did say 75 by, uh, by 10 o'clock, so we're pretty on target. But it's supposed to be 87 degrees by 1 o'clock when that second tournament starts. Yep. And, and again... We've doubled. There's 110 golfers here. Absolutely. Well, there's our cue music. So let me give a shout out to our sponsors really quick, which is Five Marketing and Keep It Sarah Simple. Thank you guys for supporting our second half of our show. And please, you guys, make sure to go support them as well so that they are supporting us. All right, you guys, happy Saturday and have a beautiful rest of your day. And tune in next week as as the movement movement continues. continues.